What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network on YouTube. A welcome and happy Martin Luther King Day. Not going to get much politics here, but I will tell you, just be good to everybody, man. Stop judging people. Let's focus on content of character above all else. Now, there you have it. That's enough of that. Let's get more of this. It is your MLB 2022 Fantasy Baseball Prep for the upcoming season with your host, John of the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always. Welcome back to MMN, and if you've been digging what we're doing here, picking up what I'm putting down, you can head over to the Cork Stats channel as well. Make sure that you subscribe to both the Mayo Media Network and the Cork Stats channel. Make sure you're hitting the like buttons, but not until we're done, and you make sure that you like it. I wouldn't ask you to lie to the YouTube overlords, but we have some work to do. It's the off-season for some but not for us. Not around here, man. Death, taxes, sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and the big dude up every single day to bring you this, the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere. You can take that to the bank. You come here to hang with the big dude, to get the context, to get the nuance. We have gone down the top of the starting pitcher ranks. We did the best hitter in point leagues. We've done a few player comps. We've done a few sleeper videos. Make sure, like I said, you smash that like button get up in the comments let me know how i'm doing or if there's anybody that you'd like to see any thoughts or pushback i am not infallible i try my best to not make definitive statements but just to lay out what i see and then you know do the best i can to put myself and you the followers in the best probabilistic scenario to succeed so we can get that paper baby 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 all right today's topic is yohan moncada the third baseman for those chicago white Sox, the pale hose from the wrong side of the tracks Third base is a very kind of hot button issue this year for fantasy baseball. It's being seen as not being deep, as being a very shallow position, which can force players, fantasy baseball players, to reach in draft rooms. Right now, Mankata, with all the potential in the world, he was like the most highly touted prospect just a few years ago. We've had some ups, we've had some downs. We're going to get into just what's going on with Mankata. We're going to look at last year's stats. I'm going to break them down into the disciplinary basket. We want to look at elevation, batted ball quality, and the trends within to help us portend his production in the future. So without any further ado, let's dive in to begin where we do as always with the tail of the tape. We got the main stats and those savant slider bars up. You can tell from a quick look, lots of power, but lots of strikeouts, all that stuff we're going to get to and more. But I wanted to dive into last year's stats just a little bit. Mankata played 144 games, better than 600 played appearances. We love that. The average above 260, check that box. 74 runs in 61 ribbies. It's a bit lower. 135 runs plus ribbies on a lineup like that. We'll get into that as well. 14 homers and 3 steals, both just a touch disappointing, but a 375 on base percentage, nothing wrong with that. OPS just short of 800, WRC plus at 122, all the things you want to see. The K rate at 25%, which I mentioned, but we will get into what we want to look at as well is in combination with the walk rate up near 14%, leaving you with a 12% K minus walk. Anything at 10 or around it is excellent. The chase rate for Moncada is down to 27%. His in-zone contact rate at 85. So he's getting harder and harder to fool, making more and more contact when you don't. 
too many ground balls, but a ton of line drives, not enough fly balls. We will dive into the elevation basket in just a bit. And lots of power, like I mentioned, 348x Woba. His hard hit rate on both sites above 40. And he is a better than 400 Woba on contact and a 418 expected Woba on contact. So when he does get the stick on the ball, expect damage to be done. There's your tail of the tape. Mankata is a switch hitter, which can make it a little more difficult to break down. Let's dive on in and see what we see. I got the stats up on the board. You split stats for last year, which are pretty much a microcosm of what we've seen. Yohan Mankata is a much better left-handed hitter than he is from the right, which is fine if you're going to have a choice of one. You want to be better from the left because he'll face more right-handed pitchers. He has maintained a 250 average on both sides of the plate, which is fine, but there are some hiccups in the game as a righty, and I, I don't get to make these decisions, but I wonder if getting rid of that is on the table. 23% K from the left-hand side, which is palatable. 33% K from the right-hand side, which is not. Also reflected in the OPS. 815 OPS as a is Excellent. 700 OPS as a righty really as not. So I just wanted to clarify the fact that he is a switch hitter and you do kind of get two batters in the box depending on the handedness of the pitcher. But let's continue forward with our disciplinary trends, which I mentioned the big hiccup. Again, there are a certain amount of people who just do their research by looking at the sliders. They see a lot of Ks and they say, oh, this is a strikeout player. Not so fast. Let's dive on in. Here I have all of your season-long disciplinary stats year over year. Top left-hand side is your Ks. Top right-hand side is your walks. Bottom left-hand side is your O-swing. That's your chase rate. Very, very critical how often he chases. And the bottom right-hand side is your swing and strike rate. Exactly what it describes. Let's take a look at these trends year over year. We see the K rate kind of start to drop slowly. Where now we've gotten the league average. That's pretty good. His walk rate aside from a blip in 2019, we've seen a year-over-year rise in walk rate as well. Things are heading in the right direction as far as discipline. Remember, Moncada is only 26. And prospect growth not being linear, these are humans. We have to allow for these things to develop for the maturation process to take place. And I don't like to make excuses for people, but Moncada had a throwaway season in 2020. He got COVID and was very ill. I'm not going to get into a COVID discussion, but for the people that have been affected by it, it is very serious. And it had a lasting effect on him. That entire season, he complained about uh, being lethargic and having trouble with his breath. Those things really matter for a premier athlete. So let's keep that in mind. Back into the disciplinary basket, we go. The chase rate was always pretty good. It did top out at average, but again, two years of a year-over-year increase, keeping that old swing below average, which we like. Same to be said for the swing strike rate. We see a year-over-year decrease, which is an improvement. Now to the fact we've gotten to the league average at the end. So right off the bat, people trying to throw this bad disciplinary narrative. I'm not sure I'm buying it, but again, you come to cork stats for the nuance and the context. Let's look at the rolling graphs. These are the best way to pick up on trend indications. Season-long stats can be misleading. It's the same layout as before. I try and be as neat as possible so audio listeners and video alike can follow. So you have K, walk rate, swing, strike, and O swing, all of those trends exactly the way they looked from the year over year. The K percentage is dropping. The walk rate has risen. The swing strike rate has fallen. 
and the O-swing has fallen as well. Now, midseason, we did see a tick up, but it topped out at average below his highs and started heading back down. Remember, the same like way that I mentioned growth is not linear, neither is production. There could be injuries hidden, it could just be pressing mechanics. There's a lot of things to go into this analysis, so let's just keep that stuff in mind. But the overarching point here is that all of the disciplinary metrics have been improving and that was the thing I wanted to get at the most because that's the narrative he's carrying with him and oh man one of my things is if person A does something I find myself looking to overdo it so if you do it I'm gonna overdo it two slides was good but three slides even better check this out I just couldn't let this go from the video breakdown as I was getting into it here we have a year over year over year so it's the last three years 2019 20 and 21 of the swing profile for Yuan Mankata. Now, I know it could look a lot and a bit overwhelming. Don't worry about the minutia. Of course, if you are into it and you have questions, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at MLBMovingAVG any day of the week, any time of day, and I mean that, but it does matter, these things. Now, I'm here to do some of the work so you don't have to, but again, if you're interested, I'd like to lay it out for you. We can see pretty clearly year over year over year the tightening of the strike zone from Ankata, you see that in the red blocks where he's swinging. But I think even more importantly, when we go over to the right, you'll see where I was going with this. His swing percentage at pitches in the heart of the plate, in the middle, has risen year over year, which we want to see a hitter being aggressive. When it comes to the shadow just outside and the chase which is the furthest part, we have seen marked improvement. And that's what we want to be looking. Look at the take rates of the shadow and the chase from 19 to 20 to 21. Every single year it has improved. And again, the graph on the left just will visualize it for you. So I am here to defeat narratives. That's kind of the thing I do. The money I've made in betting and on Wall Street is generally when the masses are going in the other direction. That's just the way of the world. There's a reason why the average person does not succeed at these things. And again, I'm not better or worse. I'm just doing it differently. So I think with the last three slides, we've made a pretty good case, a pretty compelling argument for why Mankata's disciplinary problems, not to say they're in the rearview mirror, but we have seen legitimate and tangible strides in the right direction. So if that is your worry, I would begin to get rid of that. So I think we took care of that. Let's make our way into batted ball quality where we saw the sliders. Mankata does hit the ball very, very hard. I have Mankata's stats laid against the average. Always a good way to look at things. He hits the ball harder than the average hitter by both accounting. That's Fangraphs and StatCast. If you're unfamiliar, just briefly, Fangraphs uses BIS. That has a human element to it. StatCast uses a raw 95-mile-an-hour metric. People often ask me, which is the best? The answer is both, because you can never have too much context. Let's get into the other power metrics. The bow rate from Okada, right on the nose with the average. The same for the blast rate. Now, his dynamic hard hit rate, that's a combination of EV and launch angle developed by Connor K, who is now with the Houston Astros. Ask me if you think he did a good job or not. That is better. So there is potential with the hard hit ball. Where he stands out is at the top in those contact metrics. In particular, 
expected Woba on contact. That's purely a contact metric. The league average at 376. Mokata up at 418. So I feel like we've defeated, or at least somewhat giving a compelling case against a negative disciplinary basket. And I think the batted ball quality is certainly there. What is the problem? I'd mentioned the elevation before, and that's been the issue for Juan Mancada. It kind of sounds like the Juan Soto argument. It kind of sounds like the Vlad Guerrero argument. And I don't mean to put him on that level with first-round hitters, but, 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 the big shaking butt on this one is with that bit of increase, we could just see a whole new level and again, here, let's take a look at that, what I was talking about. So year over year, we see on the left is your expected WOBA. That has increased, and we're seeing a positive trend. The same to be said for barrels. We're seeing that now trend up from 2020, though it's a bit lower than before. And the reason is because of the launch angle year over year on the right. Now, it, it'd be hard, as much as I like Mankata and as much as I feel like I've made, you know, this pitch for him being really good the launch angle there on the right that is the issue where we have you know three years where it's been kind of stagnant and outside of the outlier it's been at 12 degrees or below which is pretty low and you know to that point Juan Juan Makata has one of the best standard deviation of launch angles in the league we could just refer to that as launch angle tightness and intuitively I should say it makes sense we want a hitter to keep his spray as tight as possible, right? We don't want balls shooting up in the air and other ones shooting down towards the ground. That would make a large disparity in tightness. We want them all tight. And then once they're tight, we want them at the right angle. So Mankata has a sub 26 degree standard deviation, which is phenomenal. It's quite literally in the top like five percentile of the league. And the reason I mentioned that is because if we do get the raise in elevation from him, the tightness, I believe, will go with it. And then we'll see that tremendous takeoff that I mentioned. So the potential is certainly there with the batted ball quality. The launch angle just not there right now. Let's hop into the projections because, of course, that is at the center of this. Is not so much how he did in the past, but what we think he'll do in the future. Uh, Steamer is looking for, i press say, a very similar season to last year. The Steamer projections are highlighted in green there. Uh, you know, full complement of games. They're a bit higher than last year on the ribbies and runs. Uh, Yeah, I would definitely agree there. I think they may be coming in a bit short as well. I'm particularly high on the White Sox offense. And I think with Mankata playing every day, with the walk rate increasing the way we've seen, taking with it the OBP, I believe um, his opportunities on base will rise. That will give you runs. I also believe with the new discipline, that may really help. And the new contact metrics we've seen, right? All those gains kind of work together in combination that the RBIs might go with it. I expect a ton of, you know, base runners in front of him on the White Sox. I think they're excellent. So I'm probably a bit higher than Steamer has 84 and 78. That's 162. I'm probably more near like 175 or 180. Ribby's plus runs, those do matter. Steamer does have him for an increase in home runs up to 21. That's probably right around where I'm at. They have him stealing four bases. Those can be hard to predict. He is fast, and I tend to think of stolen bases as more of a skill like an, an IQ skill more than like a physical trait. You know, a fast runner does not a stolen base machine make. I think understanding the mechanics, the timing and stuff is really what makes it more important. And if you're wondering where I'm getting that from, just look at a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. There's a, quite a few first basemen as well. Again, which makes sense. They're the most involved in the timing, looking at the pitcher going to home. And I believe knowing when to go 
is just as important. So I can't put that skill on Mankata, but we have seen him steal bases in the past. I think we may see a bit more of that again. So where there's a four, again, I'm not up in the teens, but I do think we might see double digits like we've seen in both 2018 and 2019. So you could see where those little disparities will help to separate our projections. These things matter. It's all about counting stats, people. So I'm a bit higher on the ribbies plus runs than Steamer. Probably right in line with the home runs. I'm a bit higher in steals. They have them for a 258 average. And I think I'm going to have to go a bit higher than that. At 263, yeah, we've seen Mankata sustain high BABIPs, the combination of swing path and speed. I'm not sure. They have a slight tick back to 258. I I think I'm a bit closer to like a 270 or 275 because of the bits of gains that we have seen turning some ground balls into line drives. Mankata's always been a line drive machine. Not really a sticky stat, but it's been so consistent for so long that, you know, is really the top end of his average elevation spectrum is those line drives. So I believe with the increased discipline and the line drives and better contact that I do think the average could go with it. So I'm not really there to push so hard on the 260, but I do think it could be a little bit higher. So if you're at my projections, which are, you know, more like 265 or 270, and then let's say, you know, 80 runs, 85 ribbies with the 21 homers and more like nine steals, you could see where I have him a bit separated um, from the pack, and I that's what I just wanted to get into at the end be, before we get out of here. The last thing on projections is you always want to bring up the auction calculator just to give you an idea of what the systems think. And right now, uh, Bancada is right on the cuffs there for eight. I believe he's the 13th third baseman by projections tied with Chris Bryant, but behind guys even like Spencer Torkelson and Justin Turner. I don't know. Those guys have health issues in Turner and opportunity issues uh, in Torkelson. We don't know if he's going to play. And then when you add on the bit extra that I have for the projections, I think I'm justifying where Moncada is going for drafts. And I guess maybe I'm a little bit higher than the field. But because the market is not crazy for him, I think we're going to keep him right where he's going. He's going, he's the 12th third baseman off the board. And I think I'm all about that. So in conclusion, if you haven't went and got, you know, the Austin Riley, which I'm all about, if you haven't secured third base, I'm not so sure that I'm, you know, unwilling to go with Mankata. I have heard people really sour on him, that the, the disciplinary a basket is, you know, unpalatable. That, I disagree. There are people who don't think he's going to get the lift necessary. Now, they might be tr- correct, but we don't know that for a fact Vlad Guerrero fixed it, and as we've seen, just a bit of a change, just a slight uptick in that really could take you to the next level with what we understand about the way Mankata hits the ball. So, I, I'm, I, you know, sometimes you're not going to get this, uh, you know, slate-breaking determination here where oh, he's the number one third baseman or he's the number 30 third baseman. I do think that this is a fair price for Mankata. I'm a bit higher on it, so I will be jumping on him where he's going in fantasy drafts. And remember, just the last caveat there, if you're not a roto player and you're a point player, he gets a tremendous boost for OBP and walks. Do not forget that. I have my, you know, H2H points league, my home league coming up, and I will not forget it. He gets a certain boost there, not a boost that everyone always makes the adjustment for. So I'll probably end up with a ton of Moncada in my point best ball leagues and in my head-to-head leagues. I'm less enthused in Roto, but if he does 
happen to be on the board at a fair price. I don't feel like I have to reach for him, but I do think he could check all five boxes, and that's the name of the game. So that'll do it for a breakdown of White Sox third baseman, Yuan Moncada. Thank you for watching Cork Stats here on the Mayo Media Network. One more thank you to for Patty Mayo for giving us the opportunity to show off what we got. Please hit the like button. Make sure to subscribe. Get up in the comments and tell them how good of a job I'm doing. Wow, man. Green screens, overlays, HD. Come on, baby, baby, baby. And if you are digging the work, Again, there's a little bit more at the Cork Stats channel. That's just, I'm here at Mayo on Monday and Friday. Anything else I kind of get to, that's what will be housed. I have quite a few high-end pitching breakdown videos up there. And now as people are getting into the draft mode, you know, some people are just as interested in the first two rounds as they are the back two rounds, you know, an obsessive D-Gen like myself. So thanks, everybody. Appreciate you, your time, spending it with me. Remember... Remember, remember, when you work this hard, it really feels a lot less like luck when you win. That's it, man. I catch this on the flip side, everybody. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day. Remember, be excellent to each other. Peace.